Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 17th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. So today, by the time you're listening to this, I'll be at Radial Park covering the Playbill Yay. Pride Celebration Glimmer of Light. Did you know about uh, this, Ashley? I did know about it. I will unfortunately not be there, um, but I'm pretty psyched about that. Yeah, I'm, you can follow on Broadway Radio on all the socials because I'm going to give you like an exclusive sneak peek preview nice. um, of this event that's going to be streaming like June 24th. So the concert, you know, it's going to feature Alex Newell, Ariana DeBose, Joanne Palman, uh, Marty Gold Cummings, who is a personal friend of mine Amazing. and drag superstar, city Love. council candidate. Yes, vote. Yes, vote. Exactly. Uh, Max Crum. Literally so many people are involved. It's created by the Neon Coven. The concert uh, event will be a celebration of queer youth and adults and their allies. Uh, I'm so excited. Thank Very you so much to the press exciting. room for bringing me along for yeah. this. It's going to be so exciting. We love the press room. Also, this is amazing. Uh, I think Matt and I talked about it last week at some point. Mm-hmm. And this is just like one of those sh- shows. One, I wish I was there, but I'm glad <laughs> I get to like live vicariously through you. But, yes, yes. you know, two, just really glad they're putting together something like this with like the caliber of talent that they have. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent start to pride. Also, I mean, I basically, I live in Queens, I guess, now. Yeah. This is my second time at Radio Park. I noticed. You're like, I'm going to Queens today. It's like, aren't you always there? I don't even know where your apartment is. I just assume Queens at this point. No, I live in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going out to Queens because that's where the artists live. And on that note. Well, let's get into some news. The artists artists live there. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Hello. My name is, I'm shocked but not surprised. Book of Mormon is making their Broadway return later than most. (laughs) I knew you were going to cry. The show will return without producer Scott Rudin with potential changes to the show. The hit musical is set to return November 5th of this year. Sans Rudin and hopefully sans racism, question mark. Mm. Doubtful. Who knows? Uh, Show collaborators Matt Stone, Trey Parker, and Robert Lopez plan to meet with the cast about potential changes to the script amid high criticism during the pandemic. Here's a Rudin update. From us to you. To Kill a Mockingbird hired a new executive producer. We know this. The Lehman Trilogy will come back with Broadway dates. Um, You know, they just announced those. Mm -hmm. It's going to be run by the National Theater and Neal Street Productions. West Side Story Revival, however which opened in February of 2020 has not yet announced a return date. So those are the shows that we know about. Um, This is obviously a huge property that we were kind of waiting to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love the idea of having conversations with creators um, and and the cast. I I just can't imagine how the cast feels about meeting with their bosses. Like, do they feel safe? Do they feel protected by equity to voice their concerns? I'm just not sure because like we hear something like, oh, they're going to have a conversation with their cast. And I'm thinking, okay, if I were on that, if I were in that team, um, would I be like, yeah, so, hey, guys that um, pay my bills and make sure that I have food on the table. Right. Here's how you're doing things wrong. And here's how you're right. I don't know that I would have the capacity to do that. Sure. And Ashley, I'm just curious, like, do you feel like the returning cast and the team will be able to have these conversations to improve the show? Or is all of this kind of inescapable? And it's kind of the 
<laughs> about. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. And that's a really good question because I think a very important part of that is how long running Book of Mormon has been at this point. Um, and just like the press around its reopening too, of which I noticed on Wednesday, I'm just like leading with it being called the greatest musical of the center of the decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, no. Second of all, uh, we get it. You're excited to come back as much as the rest of everybody else, but there's been a lot of talk regarding the show and for good reason about how they were going to bring it back. If they were going to mm-hmm. make changes, how they were going to make those changes with it still feeling as true to the originals. I'm sure Matt Stone and Trey Parker and Bobby Lopez wanted it to feel. Um, because really, I mean, at this point, there's only so much you can change the show that's been running for what, 21 or 21, sorry, 11 years now at this point. Yeah. Um, so there's really only so much you can change that people are going into it with expectations. And if they change it monumentally, it's not going to be the same show. So there's. I'm going to be really curious to see how they are kind of straddling that line between mm-hmm. we're trying to make updates to keep the show running so, you know, <laughs> we don't have to take it down, even though it's probably past its welcome at this point. And also the other side of if we change it too much, this is not the same show anymore, and we might as well close it anyway. It's going to be really interesting to see what they did there. We heard like two different dates as far as them coming back. Mm-hmm. It originally was supposed to be August that we heard. Yeah. And they were going to like open before all those other September 14th shows, which whoops, now there's like 17 other shows that have opened that are going to open before September yeah. 14th. So it doesn't really matter anyway. And now we have this much later date. So. Uh, and then we also heard spring as well. That they were going to take some time and do more edits. So we're like at this meet in the middle here. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm gonna, when I see it, I'm gonna have like an old copy of the book open to see, <laughs> to see what they've done. The red pen. Just yeah, like exactly. Marks. Exactly. Oh, we shall see. We shall see. So before we get into the rest of the show, we're going to take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, ExpressVPN. So using the internet without ExpressVPN is mm, like peeing with the door open. I'm not sure what your (laughs) policy is in your apartment, but I can tell you this. Your girl shuts the door. So you got (laughs) to use an ExpressVPN is what we're saying to make sure that you're totally protected at all times from cyber security bullies. Let's just go with that. Sure. Why not? And I mean, for the record, my bathroom door faces windows. So yeah, it's getting closed. (laughs) (laughs) But the important part about all that is internet service providers like Comcast and Verizon know every single website you visit. ISPs can sell your information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you with ads of things you don't want ads for, which is pretty much everything. Let's be realistic. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device in the internet so people can't peep on your online activity. Just like you don't want people peeping in on you randomly in your household, especially in the bathroom. Open up the app and tap one button and you're ready to go. ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge. And unlike other VPNs, it works on phones, laptops, routers. Everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. That's what you want from a VPN. That's what I want. Last year, I 
literally lost so much of my data, my social media passwords, emails, Google Suite, all of it was compromised oh, because man. of one password leak. Yeah. Um, now that I use a VPN, I'm much more protected and feel safer using the internet. Very, very good. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Broadway Radio. You can get an extra three months for free expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio. Let's go back to Broadway, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Freestyle Love Supreme will return to the Booth Theater on Broadway this year. <laughs> the, the improv musical and hip-hop show created by Tommy Kale, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Anthony Veneziel will play a strictly limited engagement at the Booth Theater October 7th through January 2nd, 2022. They had to vacate last year. I don't know if you're familiar, but we were supposed to get Virginia mm. Woolf at the Booth, booth yeah, Theater. Yeah, <laughs> we were. We were. Not happening. So they're like, hey, can we like, can we like come back? Like, do you Ooh. have a space on the couch? Lori <laughs> Metcalf will have to find another vehicle. Maybe she can be in freestyle of Supreme too. They can pull her on stage. She has a permanent residency at the Booth Theater. Yeah, so I exactly. don't really think. <laughs> she just lives up in the rafters at this point. Someone needs to remake Michael in the bathroom with Metcalf at the <laughs> Metcalf. booth. <laughs> Am I the only one? Where's uh, my 54 below yeah. show where it's just that for Yeah, an hour? just make sure you actually credit <laughs> Joe Iconis for it and it'll be fine. Oh, no, no. He's going to play it. Oh, good, he's good, good, good. It. Yeah, he's, he's accompanying there. me. He'll be there. He'll be there. This Joe is cool. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. A friend of the show, Joe Iconis. Uh, this is cool. I'm pretty happy about this. I mean, it's clearly a very big year for Lynn. <laughs> between literally everything on earth, uh, Hamilton, yeah. this drama bookshop, mm-hmm. In the Heights, that little known film that we're going to talk Luca, about. Right. Isn't he connected to that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, um, I know Matt saw this. I, I, you didn't see this last time it was on Broadway, did you? No. Okay. I could okay. not afford. Uh, yeah, that's true. Matt's the rich one out of there all of no us. Clearly. For this. <laughs> Matt Actually, was clearly the were. rich one. There yeah. might have been. I don't even remember. I didn't get to see it. Matt saw it and loved it. Um so this is I think this is a really good choice as far as like mm-hmm. it kind of straddling the line between you have these major names connected, but they're still theater people it's still lynn it's not like the bruce springsteen kind of opening oh, and thing. also those people aren't in it like the people that you right, associate right, right, right. normally yeah. with that particular show because of the hulu doc sure. that's out yeah um they're not performing in it so it's it's right. a lot of these people that are veteran improvisational hip-hop artists that like absolutely deserve this platform and absolutely. so yeah i agree with you and, and yeah. you know those people might make appearances but as you said they're not like part of the every night show so i think this is exactly. a really good thing as far as like here's performance art of some variety that's opening at broadway that's not major names it's not like like i said not like bruce not like Jake Gyllenhaal or Bradley Cooper starring in something. It's like a proper, <laughs> a proper, a proper theater show. No. Yeah, Bradley <laughs> Cooper's The Elephant Man, Freestyle mm. Love Supreme, starring Laurie Metcalf at the Booth Theater. I think we've done it. We okay. should we should be in charge of programming. Yeah, but it's but it's just clips of him from that one Sex in the City episode he was on. <laughs> Do you remember that? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Anyways, it's a long story, but he's very you can cute. Cross that over with Plaza Suite when that comes to. Oh, stop. That's not go. happening. That's happening on her damn stoop right now. 
coming to Broadway. <gasps> no, that's coming. That'll happen. Yeah, I they're know. they're too dedicated to it at this point. Matt and I talked about that the other day. That is happening whether we want it to or not at this point. Oh, I mean, I love I love them both. Um, I do too. You know, I wish he had done better in, in Sylvia, but like I yeah, yeah I'm I'm curious. I if- hate that show though. <gasps> oh my god, we're Sorry. so opposite. We should talk about it. that on something we else should. because I love that show. Hate I've it. done scenes for hate it a hundred times. So much. It's one of my least favorite shows on this planet. We will absolutely talk about it. AR Gurney and I are gonna have <sighs> with you. Good. Um, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this new website that literally blew my mind. I did not know this was happening, and now I'm so thankful for it. A new website called Counting Together is gathering theater industry reports about gender, race, and disability in theaters dating back to 2006 and putting them all in one spot. Thank you, countingtogether.org. The reports measure demographics among you know actors, playwrights, designers, directors, composers, other disciplines in theater that you forget um, are absolutely... Um, <laughs> not catered to marginalized communities <laughs> across 15 different organizations and research projects about the theater industry. If you ever wanted to know how many trans people have been employed in the last five years, how many female electricians there not have been. Not many. Not many. This is a database where we can finally see and hopefully have accountability. We know that there are marginalized people ready to book work. The question is, why aren't they? And now yes. that we have the data, how can we make it better? This is great. I can't believe we haven't had anything like this before, but also so yeah. I'm very unsurprised by the fact that we haven't had anything like this before. Because yeah, because who, who's, who's keeping up with it? I who's mean, keeping who, up with it and who's theater typically catering toward and for? Yeah. And it, it's not these people for whom these numbers matter. So it's right. great that we're at least, you know, we're moving towards that point where that conversation matters, that discussion matters, having those statistics front and center matter. So this is great. I love to see it. Yeah, I'm gonna be to on it. it. Gonna be on it probably every day of my life from now on uh, to do research for things. So countingtogether.org is going to be Ashley's uh, homepage. It's my homepage exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good, good, good. So after a whirlwind year for her being a Grammy winner, Oscar winner, could she soon be a Tony winner? Um, Her revealed that she is working on a Broadway score. She is a recent Oscar recipient for Judas and the Black Messiah. I hope it's for something new and original. If it's not, I don't really care. Either way, I'm very excited. Like the fact that she even said that she's working on a score for a Broadway show is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Love, 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 love her. Um, I'm so I'm I'm with you on the fact that I need I need new material. Yeah. At this point, I just I need new material. Please don't give me a jukebox musical or something. Some like it some, hot. Some like yeah. it hot. Oh god. Um, We're excited about Amber Ruffin. Don't get us wrong. Yes, always. But we know that there's other Broadway other IP vehicles for her to do it. Yes, get the Tony, just not there. Speaking of Tony's baby, Tony winner Cynthia Erivo will lead a remake of The Rose, which originally starred Bette Midler in 1979. The musical follows a self-destructive female rocker. We love to see it. Yes. Um, it's loosely based on the life of Janis Joplin and the one that Bette did. However, Erivo's interpretation will be a more modern version of that character. So anytime we can see Miss Cynthia sing, it's a always, gift. This is going to be great. So, always. Yeah, yeah, definitely here for that. The 
Broadway Advocacy Coalition will present a follow-up to its June 2020 B-Way for BLM Forum, um, and it's called What Now? Part 2 from Ally to Action. It's going to take place on Tuesday, June 29th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Broadway Advocacy Coalition will once again gather for an open dialogue with white industry leaders on how white supremacy can threaten the capacity of white allies to sustain the work of anti-racism and equity. I'm sure Book of Mormon and the likes will come up. Um, (laughs) This is a very positive and helpful space. Um, Every time that I've been uh, watching and just listening and learning, it's, it's been an incredibly safe and communal. It's, it's a great opportunity for any industry professional. All of our listeners should absolutely subscribe, Um, follow them on social media, the Broadway Advocacy Coalition, so that you can get the link from Eventbrite to make sure that you're there. Um, And of course they will air the conversations afterwards, but we just highly Mm -hmm. recommend that you do it. Even if you feel as though that's not the space for you, that's why it is the space for you. Exactly. Well said. I want to recommend (laughs) that you take part. I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of things. Book of Mormon, certainly included. I'm sure there's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of things come up, especially over the well, past. Well, that Kate Schindel interview at the very end of the last one. Do you remember that? Amber Amon uh, truthfully said, you know, what 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 happens if we don't feel safe in like yeah. like the situation of the of the Book of Mormon? I'm not speaking right. like Amber was talking sure, sure, about sure. that. Um, but when you are in a, in a situation and somebody speaks out of turn or there's there's an uncomfortable altercation vocally or however otherwise. <gasps> right. Yeah. Right. And then they said, what happens? And they said, you go to you call the call center and they say, what happens when you call mm-hmm. the center? And they said, we write it down. And that's it. And that's and it. So we're going to probably look for some more answers we haven't gotten as much um so i'm, it's a I'm dead looking end. forward exactly so yeah. i'm i'm happy that people are going to have their voices heard once again i'm happy to hear those conversations and i think that's absolutely in like it's it's absolutely important for everybody yeah. to listen to definitely. as part of the broadway industry definitely yeah so finally intersectional voices collective in partnership with high arts and the africa center uh, announced their second iteration of last year's combination Black Lives Matter demonstration and Pride Party called the Juneteenth Jubilee, the celebratory event, will be held on June 19th from 1 to 7 in the plaza bordering the Africa Center on the corners of Fifth Avenue, Duke Ellington Circle, and Tito Puente Way and features a lineup of literally so many incredible Black, trans, and queer bands, singers, dancers, rappers, spoken word artists, culminating in a rose court ceremony honoring Black women leaders in the community. If you want to see Britain and the Sting at 54, well, you can catch them before Performing at the Juneteenth Jubilee before that. Very so I just, nice. Yeah, I want to highlight it because Very Juneteenth nice. is this weekend, and we and we want to make sure yes. that we're amplifying every single event that's covered um, when it comes to that. Exciting stuff! Exciting stuff! Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, especially today, because we will be taking you to Radio Park once again. I live in Queens now. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get any of that content unless you're following us on Instagram. So highly recommend. Grace's Grace's journeys through Queens, where she lives. I should just start. Queens. Oh, gosh. I I mean, I like visiting my friends, but I will not live there. So don't forget about our Patreon, (laughs) patreon patreon.com. Slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace and Aki. In Queens. And in Queens, baby. Also, want to shout out to make sure that you're subscribed to my podcast. Tell me on a Sunday yeah. because new episodes are coming out soon. Can't wait for you to see that. That's my slow pitch rollout slash whatever. <laughs> Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No. This is Ashley. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. 